0: Good morning, you're still listening to Operator. Uh, that was Dan's show with Zentide and uh, we will continue with the next show, Unwanted Embassy. Um, my name is Rutger. And, and my name is Tatevik. And together we're some uh, passionate music lovers and we'd like to sort of talk about music. And in this show we sort of, we want to highlight music from countries with a colonial past and talk about songs and how these sort of musical encounters are to be heard in these songs. Um, you just heard a song of uh, Young Marco's new album, Mahasa, and it's based on field recordings he did in Bali. And there he recorded uh, the gamelan, which is a traditional instrument, also a traditional uh, Indonesian instrument, and it's like mainly made up of percussive instruments. Uh, these are metallophones, sort of metal, tuned metal bars that are played by little mallets, um, hand-played drums. And on the album, he mixes it with more modern electronic sounds, so he makes up for this really sort of new interesting combination which sort of together creates this sort of new thing. Um, but about 100 years ago when um, the Dutch colonialized uh, Indonesia as the Dutch East Indies, uh, there were very little, um, you know, interests regarding to music, very little trade in that respect. You know, it, very much in contrast to the trade with the sort of uh, natural resources there and, um, and whatnot. Um about hundred years ago, it started that the early music entertainment industry went there to record local performers. But it really began when Jaap Kunst, he was a Dutchman. He went to Indonesia. He was appointed government musicologist. He arrived in the Indies and developed an interest in the music of the gamelan. He strove to analyze the keys of it and sort of put it to Western notation and uh, try to sort of measure the exact pitch as sort of part of research. Um, but he never really managed to capture the soul of this Indonesian music. And um, when, he wanted to do, uh, when he wanted to go there for his field recordings, like young Marco did, uh, World War II broke out and he was never really to, uh, able to go there. Um, like twenty years later, with the introduction of radio and uh, new technology um, the two cultures uh, also didn't seem to meet because what the Indies government did is was they made two radio stations, one playing the European songs and one playing Indonesian songs, also yeah making sure that sort of they would not meet uh, but then later with uh, when the sort of new ethical a policy, uh, policy started to sort of develop. Um, um, the Europeans wanted to have sort of a fresh look on how they would see uh, these indigenous cultures um, a, a bit better but like um, so it became the gamelan became an accepted sort of source as inspiration um, for Debussy for example after uh, Indonesia got independent a lot of uh, Moluccans immigrated from Indonesia to the Netherlands and um, their contribution to Dutch music has been actually really significant um this sort of whole genre has been dubbed indo-rock which was very complex uh, in its sort of musical elements because it actually was a combination of musical elements from three continents because they brought indonesian music but they also brought american inspired music because of the american soldiers in indonesia um so this was like sort of a rock and roll style uh, kind of music with sort of uh new guitar effects um and to me, it sounds a bit like uh, like Elvis. Um, if you don't know too much about it, like me, then it would sort of sound like that. But so this is very, already very sort of complex music because of the sort of history, just the Dutch and the US military in combat there. Um, so yeah, the Two Men, uh, one song I want to play now is by the Two Men Brothers. They were celebrities already in Indonesia and then uh, they, they moved here with uh, the War of the Independency after that. Um, yeah, being Celebrities there, they also um, went to being Celebrities here, producing one of the very first rock songs in Holland way before Kom van het Dakaf or the Beatles. Actually, they, they, they later moved to Germany where they met the, the early Beatles, which is very interesting. Um, yeah, but let, let's listen to uh, one of their songs. So this is the Thielmann Brothers with Rolling Rock. go back in time. Oh no, we don't go back to Indonesia. I mean, um a bit forward in time actually where uh, Kush plus um made a very interesting track, I believe. So Sakuno uh was in power by then, you know, called out independence in uh, Indonesia, talking about mid mid-six, 60s. Um he made several tracks and an album in English after they had gotten out of jail. Um, as a form of protest against Sakurno and the old order. Uh, why in English? It's because um, actually the country's censors were <laughs> usually unable to speak English, the government. Um, so it's very, uh, a very smart way uh, in order to sneak some provocative lyrics into the songs. Uh, this song is quite punky, which I think is really cool because it's, it's, we're talking about mid 60s and uh, it's about a poor clown. It's a song in a pretty aggressive style by uh, It's actually sung by Tony Cusvoyo, and um, yeah, it's Sakuno here, who's depicted as uh, the poor clown. So here's Ghost Plus with Poor Clown. To the post-colonial area, which I uh, thought was pretty interesting because I think I have a cool song to play. Um, yeah, because later on with modern technology, the differences between Indonesian music produced there and, and sort of more Western music also sort of faded. The, um, think about sort of synthesizers and keyboards that are quite cheap to buy and that have a sort of, um, yeah, that have this, they're also sort of used in Western pop music, but also used by the musicians there and sort of Western notation. So uh, this sort of fades away the differences, but also uh, downloads and digitizations and the internet uh, has made for sort of more complex uh, musical encounters. Um, And uh, it can better be described maybe as sort of of a bit of sort of globalism being pushed sort of more to a sort of general global sound, Um, but also, um, yeah, to sort of being attached to your own cultural uh, place. I wrote down residual particularism which is a bit uh, yeah Um, I found a cool song from Midnight Runners Uh, it's an Indonesian music duo that make uh, boogie songs but also yeah like original compositions but they also do uh, disco edits of uh, some older Indonesian songs and their sound is quite distinct they use like old cassette tape records um, for their sort of pretty warm sound which also imbue a, a different feel um I think uh, it's a good example of how sort of different styles seem to mingle. And this song is from uh, 2019, I believe. So we're talking uh, yeah, about sort of really modern Indonesian uh, disco. Enjoy.
1: Uh, I'll move to southwestern Asia, also known as Middle East, and specifically Lebanon, which also has a colonization history by the British and French. And especially from 60s to 80s, there's a lot of interesting music coming from there that is authentic, since it's coming from its people, but also with influences from the West, as disco and rock music were growing there. First, I'll play music by Elias Rapani from an album called Mosaic of the Orient. It is like a psychedelic folk pop with westernized rhythms, but also with a traditional touch. And the song is called I Love You Nina. Lebanon was very diverse, and there was also music coming from ethnic minorities. A song, Garun, in translation Spring, is a catchy love song in a very Mediterranean pop style that became very famous in the 80s. Um, However, there's something really special about it. It was so big in the region that it got many interpretations in various languages and cultures. I'll play a few of them for comparison. Since the song was brought to Lebanon by Armenian immigrants, at this time was a Lebanon, Lebanese Armenian singer who was the first who started it.
2: Ko sev sev acerov, ja rjaintu airones, garun garun garunes, sirun sirun sirunes. Et ko sev sev acerov, ja rjaintu airones. Charlesu ne riha vada tim jar. Arsug
0: What were you going to tell us? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah.
1: Uh, Now as we kind of understood what is the song like, uh, next version will be the Turkish one, which is also a movie soundtrack.
0: Okay, cool.
3: Benim
1: Yeah, and the next version will be the Greek version which is uh, like the same theme, it's a love song, but a bit of a, in a lighter mood.
0: Do you actually know how all these songs got, how, it, how, how did it reach so far? Do you know?
1: Uh, because it, it got super famous in Lebanon, and then like uh, in the region, like since it's like the same region, yeah. like oh in the other countries, like the metal it was really catchy in a mm-hmm. way, and then it kind of got spread and it's kind of like cute way how yeah nice yeah
0: do you think it has to do with something that like the language is also easier translatable or 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 they do really they don't really change the rhythms yeah do they kind of
1: no they don't really change the rhythms but like it's so short and uh like all the versions are like uh, one of them says like kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. The other one says like it's spring, it's spring. Yeah, spring. exactly. Like, yeah, repetitive. they try to fit it. Yeah. yeah, and they just put like small things and just.
0: Cool. Which one are we going to play now again?
1: Uh, the Greek version? This one? But, yeah. It's called
0: para, para, para me. Para, para, para me. That sounds very Greek. <laughs>
2: Παρε, παρε, παρέμε φίλα, φίλα, φίλαμε σάγαπο και μάγα πας, ναταν και αλισάνγκεμας. Παρε, παρε, παρέμε φίλα, φίλα, φίλαμε σάγαπο και μάγα πας, ναταν και αλισάνγκεμας. Κι, κι ας τον κόσμο που δεν ξέρει να αγαπάει σκάει από που σε πελοσκάει.
1: Coming back to our days, the complexity of musical influences is growing even more. Now there are electronic musicians who are still inspired from this diverse music and use it to sort of make a collage of sounds that includes all of these layers. I'll play one example by Beirut that's called Electric Belly Dance Trance. Besides music from the inside of colonized countries, it also works works in sort of a reverse way. People leave their hometown and integrate to new society. And making music, they tend to keep their roots, meanwhile, mixing it with what's brought to them. Uh, I will play a song called Asia Minor by Roger Kozen Orchestra. It is a jazz piece that includes traditional instruments and is dedicated to... The nostalgic image of the region that the composer is coming mm. from.
0: Mm. How did you actually find this song?
1: Uh, I think just quite randomly in some Spotify playlist. Oh it yeah. Was about yeah. like uh, Oriental jazz. Yeah. And yeah, I found it really beautiful because it's also the region where I come from, and I saw the name, and it was like really interesting how it's like jazz but also like really traditional. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay, cool. Let's play it. <laughs> Since we're lucky to have a bit more time, I will play another song, uh, another Indonesian disco uh, disco song. I think I uh, maybe have heard it on uh, Tal played or something, like in a club or something, because it's really, uh, it's really danceable. Um, so yeah, enjoy uh, Musikami by uh, Midnight Runners.